0: This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. And this week, we are going to be talking to you about how Leonard and I spent the weekend. But before we get there, uh, sadly, we have to mention the passing of Scott Hall, who died yesterday, um, March 14th. Um, He had broken his hip and was getting surgery to repair that, which is a very common thing but he had uh, multiple heart attacks and potentially more than that. I may remember something possibly with a blood clot, but uh, severe health complications basically during his surgery. And he was put on life support, which was then pulled and he passed away. It's uh, sad for sure. He had uh, kicked out, so to speak, of all of his uh, demons that he was battling over the years you know uh ddp had helped him uh but it 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 felt like we could have gotten more years out of him uh to pass during the surgery a fairly regular routine type surgery like that is is very sad um but uh next week we're going to be doing a full topic on him to properly honor him but uh I actually didn't learn of his actual passing. I knew he was on life support and that it was getting pulled, but I didn't learn about his passing until Raw started. Um, Because uh, Raw started with the, uh, you know, the dates up on the Titan Tron. But uh, Leonard, what do you think? Uh, You know, I I can't say I was ever really a big fan of Scott Halls.
1: But, you know, he's someone that I think, in retrospect, as the internet wrestling community expanded, And this is pretty much after his main wrestling career was over in the early aughts um that i think people learned to really respect him and kind of appreciate him he often shows up on lists of the best wrestlers who were never uh, a world champion um as a kid i watched awa wrestling on espn but i don't remember scott hall even though he was around during that period i'm not sure how much he figured in on on that what I would be interested in, I might do the, the, over the weekend, is watch some tag team stuff of Hall and Kurt Hinnick from that time period. Because I don't think I've ever seen any of that. I'd be interested in watching it. And um, then, of course, I knew he was the Diamond Stud WCW. Did not put really any impression on me. I would say the first time I really kind of noticed Scott Hall was in the early 90s when he was Razor Ramon and i remember myself and a friend of mine in middle school would do bad razor ramon Prussians back and forth Mm -hmm. to each other uh and and last night is a tribute to him um i watched the ladder match between him and Shawn michaels from wrestlemania 10. great match just in and of itself but also set the template for the ladder match going forward from that point um you know he had you know, great, some great matches and feuds as Razor Ramon. And of course he launched the NWO. Um, I mean, he was, he was the first man forget Hogan as the third man. Hall was the first man of the NWO and just the, the historicness of that. Like you said, I think it's fantastic that he managed to kind of straighten his life out toward the past couple of years. Um, you know, working with diamond Dallas page, and I know he's been trying to help his son get in the business and things of that nature. And he got into the WWE Hall of Fame twice as himself yep. with the NWO. So I think it's kind of nice that even though he didn't pass anymore 63 is young and in a tragic way because of complications from surgery, that I think he probably had a good understanding of how much fans loved him and appreciated him and where his place in the business was um and he did get himself straightened up so he went out on on a on a high note i would say right Uh, it was good to see and another thing too i'd like to mention is that i know a lot of people in the business said scott hall had a great mind for it but because of the substance abuse problems and this came up with jake roberts too wasn't necessarily able to to capitalize on that I, i i know a story that supposedly Back when Shawn Michaels was still using the teardrop suplex as his finisher, he wanted something else. And he and uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were driving somewhere, and Hall was in the back seat. They were talking it out, and Hall just said, I don't know, man. Like, your super kick's your best move. Mm-hmm. And Michaels was like, Well, yeah, I guess it is. But nobody used the kick for a finisher, you know, nobody, except for our good buddy Ranger Ross. Uh, but, 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 supposedly the Michael started using the super kick as a finisher because of Hall's suggestion and, um, you know, that became iconic, not only for him, but the super kick is a move that, you know, everyone uses today that that's a move just everyone has in the, in their back pocket. So, um, yeah, I was very, very uh, saddened to hear about halls passing and, and also too, I think it was very, uh, great, not only from wrestlers, but I saw online just a lot of fans of. Uh, being kind of you know heartbroken and saddened and giving their best wishes to the family and 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 that was nice to see as well sometimes you don't know how much someone's appreciated until they're gone and uh you know maybe maybe for me that was that way again i think scott was started probably felt that the past couple of years uh but for me it, it was really interesting to see all the outpourings um of support for him when when it was announced
0: this week we are going to be talking about our weekend uh I visited Chillicothe, Ohio, Yes, and uh, there was a fan fest and a show from, uh, I believe, World Classic Big Time Wrestling. Is that right?
1: World Classic Professional Big Time Wrestling.
0: Oh, well, that is quite the name of of a wrestling company. Yes. Um, So what would that be? Uh, WCP? BTW. BTW. BTW would roll off the tongue. Yes, that's my suggestion to Bobby Fulton and his sons, who run. Yes, the-
1: I, I believe there's already another company called Big Time Wrestling,
0: ah.
1: so that's probably why th- th- their name's a little bit longer. Uh, but yes, they have been running shows at least since the early 90s in the central uh, and southeastern Ohio wrestling. I've been to several of, of those shows. Again, it's ran by Bobby Fulton and his sons, and uh, they put on you know family friendly traditional kind of classic type shows and um i know i talked about on the program having been the one they did in circleville a few years ago mm. and they were planning a one a big show in fan fest uh in march of 2020 that got shut down because of covid it was going to be like the week after everything got shut down here in ohio and so this was sort of them making up for for that
0: um for that show so yes i am i'm i do not live in the area that leonard lives so it is quite the drive for me and what an entertaining drive it is as uh, leonard can attest driving through ohio um doesn't offer much scenic views um is that fair to say leonard i don't want to insult your homeland but you know um at least the day you came in there was a lot of snow yeah that's true yes it did snow um but yeah, Leonard and I don't get to hang out in person very much, but it was uh, great to go and visit him and his friends. And uh, anytime I can go to a wrestling convention and or a wrestling show, I will always jump at that chance. So I was happy to make the trek out there. It was at uh, Unioto High School. Did I say that correctly?
1: I, I believe that. I believe that's correct. It, it's correct. Yeah union and scioto which are our counties
0: right there mm. and they kind of
1: blended them together when they joined the school districts or something
0: like that that was uh two guys in a room who couldn't compromise and they're just, yes. like, just combine the names anyway um but yes it was at the high school and leonard and i and uh, his friends we visited the fan fest portion first which had a long list of wrestling talent that you could get their autographs or get your picture taken with them they had vendors and places for wrestling nerds like ourselves to shop and buy things and we thank the high school for packing it into a very little cafeteria that all all the hundreds of us were all wedged in there and most of the people were there at least initially to meet kevin nash and uh what's ironic that we were there with kevin nash um considering a couple days later he was you know gonna have some sad news but uh i don't know how much he knew about that situation then um from tweets that nash put out i would guess that he was
1: probably informed about what was happening to scott soon after he he left yeah from from the timing i saw
0: right Well, we both wanted to visit certain people. You know, anybody that's been to any convention, whether it be wrestling or movies, knows that uh, the bigger the star, the heavier the price tag they carry with them. And uh, one of the people that I wanted to meet the most was uh, Kurt Angle. And Leonard and I were fortunate enough to catch the line with uh, friends of the show, Ronnie and Dan, Mm -hmm. right when it started. So we were able to meet... Kurt Angle right away which was a very cool thing right Leonard?
1: Yes yes We so they soon, now it should be mentioned that Kurt was in a gymnasium by himself right yeah. away from everybody else it was a connected middle school to the high school and soon as they announced that we booked over there and it was a good thing we did because when we got out the line was extended all the way back to basically through
0: the hallways of the school
1: (laughs) through the hallways of the school back to the cafeteria where the other people were at um kurt was uh you know very polite i mean we didn't get really a chance to talk to him too much because again there were so many people there but he's very polite when we got the pictures with him and seemed very appreciative of of us being there and um you know and and just just to say it you know we i think we were both Well, all four of us, including Dan and Ronnie, were kind of surprised by by Kurt's appearance. You know, he's had a long career and it seems like it's catching up to him.
0: Yeah, and you know, it goes without saying how, you know, wrestling fans don't always talk about this, but how thankful we are for some of the uh, sacrifices, some of the things that these people put their bodies through on a regular basis. And Kurt Angle obviously did so much throughout the years to entertain fans. And, you know, I revisit his matches all the time and his lifestyle and some of the mistakes that he made over the years have definitely caught up with him he looks like he has trouble getting around and uh when he does get around he doesn't look like he's very comfortable that's about as broadly i can describe it without yeah. without getting specific since i'm obviously not a doctor no uh, no but yeah it was great to me and he was very polite and uh, obviously, he has a podcast out there, which I recommend. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kurt has has looked better. Um, but uh, yeah, he was in a room all by himself, which was interesting, com- considering how packed the other room was. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say that getting into the high school was pretty streamlined. Like there was a long line. Everybody wanted to get in, but it, it moved fairly. Quick. Yeah. And I, I had no complaints there. Um, I'm just glad that the COVID numbers are down. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, here in Ohio, we're doing well. There are, they've recently listed, lifted our mask mandates. I think that they weren't ready for the amount of people that they got. Right. Um, they announced uh, later on Facebook that they had for the show that night, and you would see most of those people were at the fan fest at some point, more than 3,000 people. Yeah. And they turned away 500 at the door just because they didn't have room. Right. So I think that just speaks to the fact that they just weren't necessarily, they didn't think it was going to be as much as it was. Um, as you mentioned, Kevin Nash had a really long line. Uh, Enzo had a long line, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know what? Enzo is still doing his same shtick. So if you think that, you know, we caught a glimpse of like a new or improved or changed Enzo, you didn't, you didn't nope. miss it. He is the same Enzo. Who does the same shtick? And, and everybody was
1: hot for it, and everybody chanted along.
0: Right, and everybody—I yeah, mean, wrestling fans love chants, and they have not forgotten that one. Yeah. Um,
1: no, but I was saying, you know, with those two, if if you had took those two lines out, I think it would have been a little more.
0: They fluid. could have easily put those three in the gym, and the, those lines would not have conflicted with each other they no. would run into each other and everybody would have been a lot more comfortable
1: <laughs> right yeah you put one on one you know you give them each a side of the gym
0: and let them let people come in i think that probably would have would have helped uh i felt a lot. bad for people like ron simmons and mm-hmm. some of the people that were in the center aisle because that's where kevin nash's line was filtering through and uh you couldn't get into that aisle to do anything else unless you were waiting in line for kevin nash <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I did get uh, a picture with Mr. Hughes who was in Next. that center mile, but he was on the end. Yeah, you got to talk uh, about Mr. Hughes. Mr. Hughes, I got I, I got Mr. Hughes' autograph Well, for three reasons. One, he was pretty cheap, let's be honest. <laughs> and uh, uh, two, he was in gimmick. He was dressed in the white shirt with the suspenders and everything. And three, he had an urn with him. Yeah. So for those who know... When he was in WWF briefly, he feuded with The Undertaker and stole The Undertaker's urn. And so that's why he had an urn with him. And We all know that it's the legit original urn. Oh, it has to be. You know, I don't know. I don't know if The Undertaker ever won it back on television. I would have to research that. that. That would be great if they never resolved that. And he can just say, you know, technically he still has rights to the urn.
0: So I feel like since Jim Cornette talked about the price of cameos, we could talk about the price of some of these, some of these talents. So let, sure. how, much, how much was Mr. Hughes to get? So, I, don't, I don't even know what all you got. I know you got a photo. Is it just the photo that you got? I just
1: got the photo. So, so Hughes was $20 for a photo. Okay. And a photo and autograph would have been 30. Okay. So, and Kurt Angle
0: was what? Was 40? He was 40 for just the photo op. Just the photo, and- a, would have photo been and
1: autograph would have been sixty.
0: But you know what? Like well, at least when we were there, they were just getting his photos out. Yes. When we yeah had- when
1: we yeah when we were there, he didn't have anything setting out, so it would have been like an autograph on a napkin or something.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. But yeah, so Kurt was forty, and I forget off the top of my head. So one of the things that I was looking forward to were some of the group photo ops. Um. I was, you know, the some of the four horsemen were there. I had thought about that. Originally it was supposed to be $70. Then the guy made an announcement that it moved up to $100. So I was like, well, I'm not paying $100 if Arn and Rick are not in this picture. And mm-hmm. then it got moved back down to 70 again. So yeah. somebody was playing fast and loose with the amounts. I blame, yeah, I blame Tully. He just got yeah, fired I mean, it, from FTR he, on AEW. Yeah. So I, I feel like he was trying to get more, more cash.
1: Yeah, it was Telly Blanchard, Barry Wyndham, and J.J. Dillon were the three horsemen that were there. Yeah, and you know one thing too, even though you know, I, you know, I I didn't get a lot of say autographs and pictures. The only pictures I got was with Mr. Hughes and Kurt Angle. But just to be in the room and to kind of see those guys and what they yeah. look like you know, to say, hey, I was in a room with them. I got to see them. Uh, was was re- was really neat. So you know, being a horseman fan, just the fact that we got to walk by and see Barry Wyndham and see Dillon. And, and Blanchard was, was really, really cool. Just Absolutely. Just all
0: those Absolutely. And they did an NWO photo op later in the day um, with uh, Scott Steiner and Buff Bagwell and Kevin Nash. And am I missing one person?
1: No, I think those were the three that were there from
0: NWO. And so I had been debating on whether or not I was going to get a horseman one or I was going to get a photo with the Steiner brothers. Both Rick and Scott were there but initially they were separated and then they moved closer together so that they could do photo ops together. And, uh, the story of the day Leonard was that yeah. uh, I got fleeced by Scott Steiner. Yes. And, uh, so he was supposed to be 60. That was supposed to be the price to get a just a photo op with the two brothers. And when I got up there, he told me it was 80. <laughs> so not wanting to be you know, a douche, I decided to pay the 80. And uh, get the picture, which I'm glad I got overall, you know, Mm -hmm. not a, not a big deal. I'm not going to cry over that. Uh, The the wife was not pleased when she heard (laughs) that. She she was legit. The shoot, not pleased. Don't (laughs) (laughs) tell her. Well, too late for that. Uh, (laughs) But but yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that I got the photos that I did. Is there anybody that you wish you would have gotten, Leonard?
1: Oh, now, you know, if, if the room was a little looser, I might have gotten uh, a, a few more. I think
0: Yeah. so. Let's do some of the people that were that were there that we didn't get. Ron Simmons.
1: We're yeah. Gonna- Ron yeah. Simmons is one I might have gotten uh, a, a picture with if he, he was easier to get to.
0: Greg Valentine was mm-hmm. there um, with the oh. Intercontinental Belt, I might. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan. I thought about getting uh, a Sullivan. Uh, yeah. Of course, oh, Bob, yeah. Bobby Fulton was there with his brother Jackie Fulton, who were uh, the second version of the Fantastics. Uh, Sam um, Houston, Sam Houston, who we talked about before, we had a video with him. The guy dressed um, up as Bushwhacker
0: Luke. That was not yes, Luke.
1: Who, no, but he, we he, haven't he, talked
0: he, about this yet. Who wasn't no. there at all? Like
1: no, but, There's but a few there's people, people that didn't show that up though. Yeah, the table was set up like the name was on the table, and there was a guy sitting there. Now, the table was next to Enzo. The uh, New Age Outlaws were there, uh, plus the gun club. So Billy Gunn's kids were, were there as well. And oddly enough, I don't know if you saw this. Ronnie sent this to me. They went to Lexington, Kentucky the same night and worked a show. Oh, wow. And so they left the Fan Fest, drove down to Lexington, and they won like all the company's belts. Like they won the tag belts, and Billy won the company belt. Because I'm assuming they were like, "Hey, if we're driving all the way from Chillicothe to Lexington, you know, you're paying us." I'm not. That's at least a three-hour drive, probably three and a half hours.
0: Yeah, because no, it would
1: take them a while to get to an interstate from Chillicothe.
0: Just a little bit. Yeah, we failed yeah. to mention that Chillicothe is not um, an urban, you know, area. Ohio. Yeah. It is an
1: hour south of columbus um and, cool. and it's where bobby fulton is from bobby fulton is originally from chile coffee oh, why yes hence why they're based out of coffee and run a bunch of shows there uh ricky the dragon steamboat was there yeah i didn't even uh, get
0: a chance i didn't even get a look at ricky he, he i got at- i got a
1: brief look at ricky um oh uh, uh jimmy wang yang i didn't see him but supposedly he he- yeah.
0: who was who was with me i think it was um it was ronnie or dan Mm-hmm. oh no it was dan because when we went back in to get uh, one of our purchases we saw him there and i was like hey look you know um but yeah we did we did spot him at the at the very end
1: yeah i i did not see him and he had jazzy gang with him who i'm not sure who jazzy is yeah. but uh, apparently you know that is yeah uh the hustler rip rogers was there bobby blaze was there that worked smoky mountain um big john who was the what bodyguard for brett michaels on the brett michaels reality show
0: not big josh who passed away
1: no 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 i think oh buff bagwell we mentioned buff bagwell because he was part of the nwo i think that was mainly it Uh, i've got their list pulled up here and like like we said there was a few people who unfortunately uh didn't show that that were that were scheduled and that can have been different things uh whether be, being being one. Oh, oh, big Vito was not there as as well and we were actually told that big Vito's wife is ill so the best for her uh if, if that is true
0: skull uh, rush he was listed as uh, yes which
1: i believe was what he had,
0: had worked the that if you're a wrestler yeah. or a member of a power metal band as well yes um but uh, yeah, so there was a lot of cool things to uh, to buy if you were there as well. Like they had t-shirts and posters and artwork um, and, you know, a lot of different action figures, that kind of thing. If you, you know, if you like getting stuff to hang on your wall, that's always a good thing. I got a, uh, a, a Sting poster that mm-hmm. will be in back of me at some point down the road uh, once I get it framed and uh, Dan and I got hall of fame rings replica hall of fame rings why because fuck you that's why (laughs) because
1: they were two for 30 that's why
0: two for 30 yeah and you know what they are absolutely they're probably four or five carat diamonds right Leonard?
1: oh yeah at at least i mean it was just the fact that the guy had buckets of them you know like he was overstocked that's (laughs) why they were so cheap yeah absolutely um, and this guy also, too, we should say, had a bunch of different belts. Yeah. And he also had custom plates for belts. So if you had a belt, you could
0: make, like, they. I know he had Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair. See, if I'm going to get a belt. custom belt, though, I'd want the custom plate to be describing me. <laughs> yes, you would think. But, yeah. but
1: he also had custom plates along with the different belts. And it should be mentioned that one belt he had um, – was I assume they got off this guy, it was a Four horseman belt, and they also had a raffle for that belt.
0: That was pretty um, sweet looking. It was in the shape of the big gold belt that everybody remembers Ric Flair having most mm-hmm. of the time, but it had the Four Horsemen logo in the center of it, uh, kind of the way you would see the the nwo logo just not spray, spray painted it looked really nice um that would have been cool to have leonard yeah, i was taking it from the guy who wanted but we elected not to right leonard yeah
1: yes it was signed it was signed by blanchard dylan and yeah. wyndham and no we we did not win that there was also a 50 50 it was uh we didn't win but altogether they announced that the band boosters was running both these raffles they earned more than nine thousand dollars nice that's a good oh so, yes very oh and they also had uh a nwo like seat cushion or something like that that was well, i
0: turned it around it looked like it was just a uh like a you know like a picture on a canvas
1: oh okay i thought it was be kind of
0: wrong. Of it. Like i thought a it was seat cushion as well yeah okay but, but uh, anyway
1: that was signed and they were raffling that off as well we didn't get any raffle tickets for for that one but that was also would have been neat. neat to have.
0: Got They had next time. They got to be more creative with the swag that they're uh, raffling off. They got to do a lot mm-hmm. more items and like maybe more random items, like mm-hmm. this big boss band's genuine nightstick or yeah. uh, you know this is one of hacksaws two by fours.
1: Well, you know next time and, and you know and we'll, and we'll get to this. They're gonna have another show on April 9th. And they're going to have Sabu and Rob Van Dam there. So maybe they can have like cookie sheets and stop signs. (laughs) I hope they allow
0: people to bring their own stuff. They won't, but that would be No, no,
1: that's too dangerous. You know, (laughs)
0: bring your own weapons. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I always also got a Hogan hat uh, for all the Hogan fans out there who also uh, did a tribute to Scott Hall. Just basically, you know, for all the people that say Hogan exaggerates and lies, he said that Scott Hall resurrected his career. So you know there you go for those who like to uh bag on hogan sometimes Mm -hmm. but anyway um but yeah the fan fest part was a lot of fun i i could have spent a lot more money easily i probably spent more than i should have but uh the wife wasn't there so that's what happens right leonard yes yes
1: and um give give your wife all all my love and i hope she's (laughs) mad at me for uh Dude, she's not
0: mad at you. She's mad at me. <laughs> yeah, well, I was
1: the instigator. I was, I was the one that got you down there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So the fan fest part. Once that was done, then everybody was going to file into uh, another room to uh, basically, I guess, where the looks like where the pep rallies and stuff might be. Um, but uh, the gymnasium. Maybe yeah, one, it was a, the high school gymnasium, and then Kurt the, yeah, the Angle was in the middle school gymnasium. Yes,
1: Kurt Angle. This was in the high school gym is where they held the actual show that night. So the fan fest was one to six. They took a bit of a break, and then the show was at six thirty.
0: Right, and uh, the show was about what you would expect from an indie show. It's not one of those indie shows that you might hear of Matt Cardona being on, <laughs> or it's n- nothing really like that. Um, this is just a kind of a, a good fun indie wrestling show with some people that you know and some local people that some of the locals would know it was good for me to get some of the faces to the names that Leonard has mentioned on here from uh the Ohio indie scene Mm -hmm. which which was good but uh but yeah it was overall it was a fun show I don't know if there's any matches on there that Meltzer would uh rate five or six stars but uh that's not why you go to shows like this no no no, no. but Leonard, was- why don't you go through some of the matches on the card well sure. i can tell you what happened first off first yeah. off you had kurt angle and kevin nash in the ring uh presenting a plaque to a uh person who served in the military did uh, multiple tours um and uh that was certainly certainly well deserved and good to see um but yeah then after nash and uh kurt angle did their thing then the card started so
1: yeah. And Nash was also given a plaque for his military service, which we right. all said we didn't know that Nash had served, but apparently he did. So so hats off to and him there. What
0: I've heard is that when he served, he did Jackknife power bombs to the enemy.
1: Right. That's that that's how we won Operation Desert Storm. <laughs> uh so the first match of the night, I had the card here. Um it was what they call a tiger weight division match. And I'm not sure what a tiger weight
0: was. So oh wait, you didn't look up what tiger weight division was?
1: No, I did not look that
0: up. Oh man, we got to do that.
1: My my guess is it's probably around cruiser or just above cruiser weight. It might be WCW old school cruiser, like up to two twenty five.
0: Cruiserweight but, is really a division. It's basically just non heavyweight people.
1: <laughs> yes, non heavyweight people. But this match was live wire. Sean Casey. Uh, defeating the Rocket, John Josh Benson. Now Benson, I hadn't seen before. Casey, I had. Casey actually had a cup of coffee with WCW and the WWF in the in the mid nineteen nineties. So he he has had wrestled on television and is kind of a staple uh, of the Ohio scene for for a really long time. But um, you can tell, uh, still in good shape for his age, and a classically trained worker. Uh,
0: Benson reminded me a little bit of uh, Baron Corbin in NXT
1: okay.
0: A little bit with the hair and just the overall swagger. Real quick, Leonard, before you move on with the card, it appears okay. that tiger weight is just something that they made up because upon researching this, that the uh, Google basically just gave me the weight of actual tigers. <laughs> so
1: yep, it's because they didn't want to call it cruiser weight. They want to do something else, I guess. Uh, but the second match of the night was uh, USA versus Russia. And we all said this should have been a flag match, but it was yeah. not. It was a standard match. And it was the Iron Russian with uh, his manager, David Barnabas Spector, which is a great
0: name. He was trying uh, to be somebody uh, more famous, clearly.
1: He was trying to be James Mitchell. I, yeah. I got a lot of James Mitchell vibes off of him. Uh, and, and, the, and the Iron Russian won. He beat uh, Tyler the High Flyer Robinson, uh, he is someone, uh, Robinson, that... I've seen the Iron Russian, too. Of course, the Iron Russian could be someone else I've seen underneath that mask as well, or I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but Robinson, I, I've seen as well. Uh, good young indie talent. He's only been on the scene maybe a couple of years. Uh, but, but you know, that Leonard, was... Leonard, how uh,
0: are you not mentioning that the Iron Russian came out to Ivan Drago's theme music?
1: I, I, for, I, for, I forgot that, but that was a, a great touch. I know you love that touch.
0: I did love that touch, absolutely
1: then for the vacant the vacant queen of the ring championship it oh, was my favorite
0: match of the night by the way it was
1: i was big mama defeating riley matthews um so like imagine Dewdrop drop against aj lee like that that probably that's would been, be-
0: well yeah I, I i would say more like uh you know Dewdrop drop versus somebody like dakota kai or, okay. Or Kaylee Ray, one of those two. Like that's about the body frame that you're you're dealing with on both ends. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm all about I'm all about Big Mama. I hope she uh, I hope she lands at a company sometime soon.
1: Yes, big, big Big Mama was was actually decent and fun, and she finished with what I was like a Big splash
0: butt. off of the ropes.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, off the ropes. This totally squashed uh, Riley Matthews. Now this was supposed to have been Big Mama versus Amber Nova but Amber Nova uh, wasn't there for whatever reason. Uh, I know that she had wrestled some on TNA and I think some in AEW the past year. So, uh, but I was actually interested in seeing Amber Nova because I had seen her on television. So uh, after that we had, um, oh, I love how they list, I'm reading the card, of course, from their site. The legend that is Sam Houston, that's how they have him have him listed the legend that is sam houston pinned the show robbie superstar um robbie star is a guy that i've seen i told chad he's been some of the best indie matches I, i've seen in ohio the best match uh, probably ever so live was was robbie star and matt mason against uh, a team known as the heat seekers it was a tlc match it's probably the best match i've ever seen live uh but 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 robbie's a seasoned pro and usually when they do shows like this, and and Robbie's on the card. They'll originally he was going to wrestle Bushwhacker Luke, right? But Robbie will sometimes get the guy that maybe you need to protect a little, right? Because of his age or whatever. And um you know, when we did our Sam Houston show, I talked about how I saw Sam and I thought he looked better today than he did back in the day, and how I thought he worked better than he did back in the day. And so so I'll chat. I'll ask you, what did you think of Sam Houston in
0: this bout and this match overall? I would say honestly, I think he's just as good now as he was then. That that's probably that's what I would say. Better? Eh, I don't know. It's tough to say. Like as you said, he was clearly protected a little bit, um, but uh, you know, not in a uh, in a bad or negative way. It was basically just due to probably age and cardio type type stuff. But um, but I thought he was just as good today as some of the clips that we researched when we did uh, our show on him. And uh, we have talked about this later, but the people in front of us had, you know, Robbie T-shirts on, which, you know, I don't know if they were family members of his or or they somehow just got his merch somewhere. It certainly wasn't being sold there.
1: No, no, it's, it's possible. I know I've been to other shows where family and friends of his have, have been to, but he's been around long enough that he does have yeah. merch. So it's, yeah. it's possible. He's yeah, got
0: he, for, for, for an indie guy, he, he's clearly, uh, you know, knows his way around the ring um and it was fun it was fun to see him
1: so. and he did a moonsault which i know impressed you
0: yeah absolutely because he didn't yeah. expect that but, you know, based on his size he's like a bulkier dude kind of like i don't know animal type uh, body frame but uh yeah
1: um next next we have what they build as a wcw grudge match it was big papa pump scott, scott steiner beating andrew anderson who I don't believe I wrestled for WCW, but he was managed by Kevin Sullivan, and right. he was using the Purple Haze gimmick. So right. Kevin Sullivan in Florida in the early 80s took Mark Lewin and turned him into the Purple Haze. So this was Sullivan bequeathing the Purple Haze gimmick to Andy Anderson. Now, oddly enough, Dan and I have been to several conventions where we've seen Andy Anderson. okay, But we've never seen him wrestle. This was the first time we've actually we've ever actually seen him wrestle. So um, it was a short match.
0: And And I think that Hall is just doing this now for the money, like not just based on the experience I had with him at the fan fest, but like, I mean, he, he doesn't move around very well in the ring now. I mean, he didn't, when we mentioned the triple H Scott Steiner feud from, you know, all those, but uh, he really doesn't move around very well uh, now. And I, you know, I guess it's just to pick up a a few bucks. But uh, yeah, it was a very short match, and for good reason.
1: The uh, next we had the Ohio State Tag Team Championship match, which was um, the Superman Onyx and Shark Boy, billed as the Professional Wrestling's Justice League, because I don't think you can just call them the Justice League. DC right. will come out. Yes, and they defeated uh, the Pittsburgh franchise Shane Douglas and uh, his right-hand man. Mr. Pittsburgh Steeler number seven.
0: Right. Which, you know, legend should be in the Hall of Fame this year.
1: Yes. Well, I don't know. I would say five. In order, I would go five, four, six, seven, one, two, probably. <laughs> of all the Steelers. Right. That, that are out there. Uh, but but this was a match in which the uh, champs, the Justice League, retained their titles and uh, Shane Douglas was not happy with the Pittsburgh Steeler taking the loss for the team there.
0: What do you so? Yeah, what do you think, Leonard, about Shane Douglas? Do you think that like there's maybe like I don't know injuries that maybe prevent him from doing too much in the ring? Because as we talked about, like he wasn't doing too much.
1: No, I think it was. I think it was injuries and in age. I, yeah. I think. It, I think it's injuries and in age. And it should be mentioned too that um, you know Douglas has wrestled for Bobby Fulton's promotion. For quite a while and there's actually a long not seen by many people on one feud between shane douglas and bobby fulton and in fact my niece madison who i used to take the matches when she was younger her favorite match she ever saw was a hardcore match between bobby fulton and shane douglas because they used a trash can nice yes she i would was... have loved
0: to have seen a trash can pulled out but maybe not in high school i don't think that would have happened
1: Yes, yes. But uh, um, but but anyway, there was actually a moment where um, Bobby Fulton's uh, – well, this is the next match, so we'll talk about this. The next match was Michigan versus Ohio State. So uh, Bobby Fulton's brother – and I don't know if that's a kayfabe brother. Again, something we would need to look up. <laughs> but, uh, but Jackie Fulton, uh, who was in the second version of The Fantastics with Bobby, uh, wrestled uh, amazing Nate Mattson, who – um, I've seen a couple times and he's kind of more of a, of a, well-known indie guy. I think he's, he's had a cup of coffee here and there with some, with some lower promotions on TV. Um, this was but, a nice break match. Yes. Yes. This was, there was no intermission, which was odd. Usually most of the shows I go to do three or four, have an intermission and then we'll right. finish up with their, you know, three or four big ones at the end. So this was the one where a lot of people, myself and you included went and had, went to the bathroom, came back, but the end of it, um, had um, the Iron Russian and Robbie Starr jumping uh, Jackie Fulton at the end of it. And then Shane Douglas came out for the save. Right. And Shane Douglas turned face. A rare aligned, turn
0: for Shane Douglas.
1: And aligned himself with the Fulton family. Right. So, where but that will go. He
0: turns on them at the April
1: 9th show. That will probably be what will happen. I, I would put money yeah. on that. We'll see. Uh, and then the main event uh, was Wildfire Tommy Rich and the real guy in the room, Enzo, uh, little N, big Z, little O, is how he's spelling it these days, right. uh, against Total Protection Mr. Hughes and the loaded gun Chris Cannon. And we did not hear Cannon's name, so we had no idea who that guy was.
0: Pretty sure Chris Cannon was the name of, uh, of an adult film star back in the day. By the okay way. well so it, i don't think if, it was if, if that yeah. wrestling talent is doing that on purpose then goddamn, i salute you <laughs> but <laughs> they didn't really say his name so yes we didn't know that at the time maybe that's why
1: <laughs> yeah this could be but mr hughes cut a promo um which i don't i think i don't think i can repeat what mr hughes said in the promo i probably should not yeah maybe. Uh, but i'll just say and here's everything too and i'm sure travel through if he hasn't already, we'll throw up the picture of me with Mr. Hughes. He's lost weight. He yeah, looks great. That's true. We, have, yeah, we didn't mention that, but yeah, he, he's really he's in good health. The promo he cut, despite the, the language, uh, was pretty good. It was funny. I'm like, I was thinking, yeah. if you look this good and talk this well 20, 25 years ago, he probably would have got further up the card than he did.
0: You know what? The fact that this that he was never even given, maybe he was and I just don't know the clip, but like the fact that he was never given a lot of time on the mic is, mm-hmm. now I would say is a bit of a crime because he clearly has the ability to talk and get people riled up because yeah. he, he did that very quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. It was a great promo. We were, we were all loving it. Of course, Enzo, as you mentioned, did his usual shtick. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the originally I know it was going to be Hughes and big Vito who didn't show up against uh, It was gonna be Enzo and Scott Steiner and then Steiner right. got moved. So Tommy rich, I don't believe was scheduled to wrestle. My guess is that Tommy agreed to be part of this And again, nothing against Tommy rich. Uh, I've met Tommy rich before got a picture of Tommy rich love Tommy rich you know, um, when we talk about protecting you know, this was definitely a match where Mr. Hughes was in there and protected Tommy yeah. and where Enzo did a l- most of the heavy lifting in the match to to protect Tommy. Right. And, and it was hilarious when it first came out. Enzo said, Tommy Rich doesn't know who I am.
0: <laughs> and then he, he, he like capitalized on it saying like, no, legit, he has no idea who I am. <laughs> Which is funny because it's probably true. How much yeah. does Tommy Rich probably watch these days? Probably not. Yeah.
1: No, no. But but here's one thing I would say about Enzo is that he seemed happy to be there. Like he enjoyed yeah. meeting the people. He enjoyed cutting the promo. He enjoyed being in that ring. He he really did his best to make that main event as good as he could make it.
0: No, I yes, I will agree with you there. I mean, for all the rumors. And backstage issues that we've heard about over the years with Enzo. He did seem like he was glad to be there. He was committed to what he was doing in the fan fest and in the show itself. Um, and not everybody was. Like, for example, as excited I was to meet the Steiner brothers, they really didn't look super enthused. Would that yeah. be a way to put it there, Leonard?
1: That would be a nice way to put it. And be- <laughs> here's the thing, like a hindsight thing. Like, I wish I would have got Enzo now because of how cool Enzo was. Right and 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 how much he enjoyed being there uh you know one thing they do that i think is great is they allow you to to book um pictures and autographs ahead of time mm. which i think is great
0: yeah but at the
1: same time i'm kind of one of those people like i never would have gotten mr hughes unless i got there and saw what he was doing but you were excited for the urn let's be honest i was excited for the urn i was no. and i told him and, that and the price and the price when i, t- I didn't tell him about the price but I just told him. But I did tell him when I went to him. I said, "Hey, I see all these people here, and I'm thinking, who do I want to get a picture with?" And I saw you had the urn, and I and I had to get a picture. And he's and he's like, "Oh yeah, you do," or something like that. And he, he was very happy about that. And again, we asked him too. You're wrestling tonight, right? And he said, "Well, I'm going to try."
0: That's he. Yeah, he. That's the thing. Like he seemed like a really nice guy in real life, which is funny because all he's ever played is this heel who you know. Kind of gives a uh, grimace. You know.
1: Yeah, grimace—a mean mug kind of guy. Always working with
0: for. bodyguards, bodyguards a lot. Uh, yeah, you know that type
1: of deal. But he seemed really, really cool.
0: Like, why didn't they have? Ke- well, Kevin Nash doesn't really wrestle, but they could have had those two wrestle, and they could have called them bodyguards. You yeah, know, yeah. The right to Rice Just,
1: just make them, make them the tag team. Just have huge do all the work, and Nash can come at the end. And right. and hey, Jackknife, no, just a big Buddha guy, just, a big, just a big Buddha guy. Or Big
0: or, or like our, our last episode, he could do his uh, foot choke in the corner. Yeah,
1: yeah, just do the foot choke in the corner. He could probably still get up for that. Yeah. But, well, to, to mention, um, and Chad, unfortunately, I don't think is going to come in for this one, uh, but um, World Classic yes, Professional Big Time Wrestling is having another show on April 9th in Chillicothe, but at a different high school. Hopefully, maybe a bit of a bigger high school. Yeah. Um, but this is called Lightning Strikes Twice, which is a great name for a show. It's celebrating 45 years of big time wrestling in Ohio. Same hold thing. On, hold
0: or, on, Leonard. World Classic Professional.
1: Big time wrestling in Ohio. <laughs> so they're doing the same thing a fan fest and then a show. Uh, but announced so far is Rob Van Dam, Sergeant Slaughter, Jim Duggan, The Rock and Roll Express, uh, The Fantastics of Bobby and Jackie Fulton again uh two cold scorpio uh sabu bill alfonso coco beware gangrell brian pillman jr and shortly before coming on air they announced tony atlas nice yeah so i I haven't heard back from dan yet but even if dan isn't able to go i'm gonna just go by myself because there's a few people there no
0: no joke i would if, if if it was closer i would love to go i would absolutely i would absolutely be there um if only to have another chance at getting a belt. Because if there's anything that would make my wife angrier, it would be if I put yes. a replica belt. Which I thought about doing because they're actually more expensive online if you buy them than they were there. All that guy's belts were three hundred each, which might sound mm-hmm. like a lot of money, but you know if you look for a big gold online right now, it'll be mm-hmm. easily between five and seven hundred dollars depending on where you get it from.
1: And then you got shipping and handling all of that in there, so right. you know. And these were all nice-looking belts too. So yeah. I would say that. So I, Oh, and they have announced the main event will be Rob Van Dam versus two cold Scorpio with Bill Alfonso
0: as the referee. That should be fun. That should be fun. I mean, you know, Hey, at a high school, who knows what they're going to do? You know, I don't know. I don't know what Rob Van Dam can do these days.
1: Well, I, he, well, last I knew he was an impact and he was, Oh, had a valet. I don't remember her name. Um, but, um, it was in like a like a lovey-dovey angle with with this with this uh, woman who was his ballet. But again, right. that was a couple years ago. I haven't watched Impact for a while, but I believe Rob Van Dam is still around, and so is Dreamer. Right now, I think they're all still an Impact or at one point. So, but anyway, yeah, I mean. Rob's older and he's putting on a little weight, but last I saw, he could still put on a match.
0: So I know Ryan was running for office at one point. I don't know if that ever panned out for him.
1: Yeah, but him and Scorpio could still be decent. I don't know how many of the other guys are going to work. I've seen Slaughter, Duggan. You know, I've seen Morton, but I've never seen Gibson. That's fine. Well, they'll probably work together, you would think. I would think. I would think they would be together, and I would think they would probably – and they're still working, so I would assume they would do a match on the card against someone. So that would be really neat to see. RVD and Sabu, I'm, I'm really excited for. I, I would guess that they would probably do a photo op together, have to see how much that, that would be. And um, you know, Coco Beware, I might get. I think Coco is is, is awesome. Oh, and Brian Tillman Jr. Um, I've met and talked with before. And he was very cool right. when I took him a few years ago.
0: Did you get so, any bag, Leonard, that we missed?
1: And no, I wound up I got the two pictures, but I didn't, I don't think I bought anything else there. I know you guys, I know Dan got some action figures. And some different things. Dan's a big action figure collector, right? And uh, there were some of the of the posters, kind of what you got that were done like in a comic book style that that I thought right. were really cool. And I might grab a couple of those next time I, I go uh, in, in in April. Um, but, but that's one thing that kind of soured me on, on. Not soured me, but because of how crowded it was, I really didn't get an opportunity to really kind of look at things and get into right. things too. So with it being less crowded, I probably would have got maybe a couple more autographs or maybe got some other stuff. But
0: Right. um, But no, it was it was a fun time. You know, if if people out there have these types of shows in their area, they should absolutely go check them out. Um, You know, regardless of what company it is, the indie scene definitely needs all the help that it can get. mm -hmm. And uh, plus, it's a lot of fun. It gets you out of the house and uh, it gets you around people that like the same thing you do which yeah. for some people might not be an issue for me. All the people that like wrestling are hundreds of miles away. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: And we wound up talking to a couple of people. The guy who was behind us in line at Kurt angle wound up sitting in front of us
0: at the show. The right. show. Yeah.
1: And we talked, talk, talked to him a little bit and he was cool to talk to. And just, you know, as you're there and you're in line and you're waiting with people or you see different people looking at the same thing that you're looking at, you wind up talking to them. And I've met, Several people that I don't know them by name, but we see each other at different shows and we're like, oh, hey, good to see you again. You right. know, that type of thing. So that's a cool thing to do.
0: Well, that's a, that's a good community to have then. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, let us know if you were there and you listened to our show. Maybe you missed our booth. We didn't have a booth. But no. Maybe, maybe, maybe next time. If, maybe next time. Like, if they agree to have a nitty gritty booth at the April 9th show, I will make it down for that.
1: I'll hop, I'll, 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 give Bobby Fulton a call. See what we can work out
0: or the gambler. Maybe he will show up.
1: If the gambler shows up, then I think you, I'll hold you to that. I think you need to come back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will definitely be there because mm-hmm. I feel like if I talk to him in person, we get him to do something for us. Yes. Um, but anyway, so thank you for joining us this week. Please let us know what you think of our show. In the comments, let us let us know uh, about any of your fan fest stories or any indie stories or any indie shows that you are at uh, that you might find interesting. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. And for Leonard, my name is Chad and Alexa. will see you out.